Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 25th, 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest that you make good use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You find over a thousand audios for free download and I'll go through the history of this big system that you're born into, the one you take for granted and think sort of evolved naturally all by itself, and to show you that we're living in a, in a fake reality because we were conned as soon as we could speak or understand words by our parents and then by cartoons and then the school and then media and even entertainment for the rest of your lives. We're living in a scientifically constructed society, a society which serves an elite, a dominant minority, as they're called, and the rest of you are just really taxpayers, consumers, producers. A good citizen, world citizen, according to the United Nations, is a good producer and consumer. If you're not, don't have both of them, then you're, you're really a liability. And that's why, of course, they're cutting back on welfare payments or even uh, pension payments to the elderly when they retire. They want you simply to die off before you can claim anything back. We live in an economic system and everything is geared towards the economic system and for those who rule over it, basically. And we are ruled, absolutely ruled in a fascist type system. It doesn't matter if they go into, uh, oh, the state owns everything in a socialist system. It's just the same uh, class structure uh, as one as the other. And of course, all the, all the cash of the state just goes into their corporations. So everything really is just the same. There's only one side controlling both of them. And that, that's just a fact. That's when you see all the big corporations putting out foundations and funding the, the, the NGOs that are all socialist and left wing. You got to ask yourself, why, why on earth would did? Why would the Rockefellers, the great philanthropists, the guys that made their money in the old rubber barn days, uh, they, they blew up other people's oil wells just to just to steal them and get them out of business? They don't suffer competition gladly at all. In fact, Rockefeller said competition's a sin. Why would these guys? attend all the big global meetings for the socialists and, and, uh, and fund the left-wing organizations and at the same time take multi-billions of dollars every year from your tax money given by government to them because they're, they're failing or they need another cash grant. And there's only one side in everything, believe you me. So help yourself to the website. Remember two, you bring me to you because I don't bring on advertisers. I don't have sponsors. You are the ones who decide if I keep going or not. That's fine with me. And if it just drops to, to zero level, then it's time to pack it in and let you uh, get basically mainstream from then on because most things are going that way anyway. And if you want to buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com or donate, you can do so uh, from the U.S. to Canada by use of cash to send cash or you can use PayPal or you can use an international postal money order from the post office or you can use a personal check to Canada. And across the world, your Western Union MoneyGram, PayPal, 
and don't forget the donations because really that's what just just about is keeping me almost. Uh, I'm not even floating right now to be honest with you, but as I say, we'll find out shortly if that's going to be the way, and I'll walk off and do something else. Because we're going through the biggest changes planned an awful long time ago by those who churned out the books about it, for their, not just for their own people, but for the general public who wanted to read it. You'd find it in your library book, your library departments, dusty old books written by bureaucrats, top-level bureaucrats, and top players who created this particular part of the system. Most of them are, are dead now, but they created the culture you're going through right now, right down to the, the society they would bring in, uh, that would have, where marriage basically would be defunct, the state would take care of the children, give them morality, the new morality, the state's new morality, and the state would also take care of children and house them if need be, or steal them. There's nothing new under the sun. Done a long time ago, back after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. It's, you know, it's the hardest thing to ever admit you've been conned. It's, it's a human trait we have with ego and all of that, especially if you put a lot of time into something. But this whole world is full of chronology. And of course, you've trained from a very young age into this chronology, to be a sucker that is. And even school does that. School trains you to think, yeah, you can go out and make a big splash in the world, rags to riches. Uh, and uh, once in a while they give these fake examples of them, and they are fake, believe you me. Uh, no one comes from rags to riches and gets up there in this system all by themselves. doesn't happen. If the if big boys want you up there, they'll pull you up there. That's how it's done. They pull you up. They open the door and you, you, you get pulled up through like the Matrix movie. That's how it happens. Otherwise, no, they suppress you because, as I say, there's only so many chiefs up at the top and so much of the big money to go around in the few hundred families that own the system and they don't believe in competition. And if they do bring you up too, they'll still be using you. Believe you me, there's a price to pay for everything. Very old system, understand. Very, very old system. And you can track it through history, how it's worked in the past, feudalist uh, systems, uh, kings, queens, knights, nobles, warlords, and up to the present time. Nothing really has really changed for really thousands of years, because you've got to forget, remember too, that even the ancient Persian systems and the ancient world had feudal systems. It wasn't all started in Europe. And in this new system that they're transforming into for the global society is to be a, a well-regulated system, you understand? All laws, regulations, very pragmatic from their point of view since they believe that they're good shepherds and we're all the sheep. In other words, they're in the farming business. And farmers go into business with animals because animals produce things for them, either the food itself, which they, they eat and sell, or, or, or if they've got good coats like good sheep, they can also fleece them and sell that too. But regardless, that's what we're in. And we're farmed up when they want us to go off to wars. Uh, quite an amazing history of wars, even in the last few centuries. When you look at the people with the cash moving from into Holland and then jumping into London, and wherever they jump into suddenly takes off and becomes the, the merchant capital for merchandising. And then they move again, and the next place is brought up to be an empire. 
And then they breed up the, the peasantry in the country, give them lots of pride in, in very smart, clean uniforms, which they've never had smart, decent clothes in their lives, most of them. And then they go off to wars to fight for king, queen, and country. And empires are created. And then the big boys who have the merchant ships and so on uh, get the, all the, the, the dibs for free, all the loot. Uh, and all, all the, the natural resources of the countries that are being looted. Very old story. It doesn't stop. It doesn't change. And as I say, they're very pragmatic about it. They teach this to their children. There are certain schools which will teach it to them too. But uh, this reality from a completely different point of view, from this sort of the scrambled egg brain, I'd call it the scrambled brain variety down below, who's been through the, the, the ordinary educational system and watches a lot of television. Uh, and then you grow up literally in a hypnotized and wanders through your life wondering why you just can't get on. And taxes go up and, and government laws come, come down and increasing avalanches to get more money off of you. We live in a, in a, a completely fake reality. And in the reality, they give you two options for everything. It's the same when any debate goes on television. Any debate on a topic you never even thought about before, they always give them to you, and you get fascinated because they bring important people on, you know, highly paid professors who get paid by corporations to debate it in front of you, and then you take the, the one that you like best. I like that one's opinion better. And it's always left-wing or right-wing, you see. So you're like a tennis ball going back and forth between the, 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 and on the court, really, over, over the fence. It's, it's a very simple technique. Most folk never figure it out in their entire lives because the mainstream media is owned by the same dominant minority too, and they, they really do work in concert. I mean, I mean, all of them do work in concert. They know what to talk about, what to push, and what not to touch at all. And um, I mentioned Gary Webb before, amazing uh, journalist who helped to blow open the, the Iran-Contra deal, the drugs in Latin America, and even the families behind it. That's what really got him killed, and he was suicided by two shots in the head. Uh, he, he, not a single newspaper across the whole country would touch the story when he first broke it about the, the, the deals that were going on. Not one single one, even the one he worked for. It was a Pulitzer Prize winner. Nobody would touch it. Suddenly, they closed ranks and shut up, and that was it. All the media... Remember, these, when they do this, you can never, ever trust them again. Ever. Ever. Never trust them. Because, again, their job is to keep you ignorant and stupid and uh, concerned with trivialities. Or to condition you to accept the, what they say is inevitable. Because, after all, the agenda is, is basically uh, carved out in stone. Now, the world they're bringing in is one of privileges. Everything has to be a privilege, even right down to mating. You know, who, mating, you know, now you can have as many partners as you want as long as you don't have children. And Julian Huxley and others have said that years ago at UNESCO. Uh, that's a society they'd bring in where nobody would mate for life because they'd be so promiscuous. They would, they would promote promiscuity. That way they won't breed, though. But eventually, of course, to, to breed, you'll have to get permission. And that would be a, a special privilege as well for special people. But everything has to come that way. Just to exist in the system is to be a privilege. You'll, you'll find, if you go back into George Bernard Shaw's writings, uh, the found, I have a co-founder of the Fabian Society of British Socialism, uh, he, he said quite openly that uh, the peasantry, the people will have to come to them when they're in power and, and basically justify why the system or the state, call it what you want to call it, doesn't matter, it's all the same thing, uh, why they should keep you alive. 
you know. So you have to basically give them your credentials. I can work hard, be master, lord, and all that kind of stuff, grovel, grovel, uh, in order to keep going. He has also suggested they should get uh, scientists to work on a gas that would kill uh, the undesirables in a humane way, he said. And there's actually a video of him, an old vi- a video changed from old uh, 16mm film up on uh, YouTube. So you can hear him talk about it. This is the real arrogance behind your saviors, the ones who are going to save you when you're fed up with capitalism. Because believe, as I said, it's both of us, one and the same thing. That's the beauty of the whole con. That's the beauty of the old same. It's just like voting the left wing out and getting the right wing in or vice versa in politics. You think you're getting a reprieve. No, you're getting nothing at all. There's only one side here. And believe you me, the one, the big money boys at the top finance both of them and run all the leaders as well. Now, another privilege to do with your internet, of course, and, and step by step there, they've been changing the rights to get onto the internet. And it says the EU, the European Union Parliament, this, this non-democratic society, plans to impose national internet IDs. It just came out today. And it says that uh, the European Union, many of whose member states are facing dire economic crisis, struggles to convince the world of its significance and necessity. It's taken on a controversial new agenda. Internet control reports indicate the EU will soon be creating a mandatory electronic ID system for all citizens of the European Union. And apparently uh, Obama's been trying already to get that adopted into the states, but he's getting some backlash. But they, they'll keep at it because everything has to be standardized across the world. And everything, not just the internet, for the brave new world scenario. So I'll put up two links tonight at cuttingthroughthematrix.com uh, about that particular topic. But it's, it's quite in, it's interesting to watch. Now, in Britain... That says the Labour government, or the Labour government, it's all the same to me. I mean, when you have a bunch of millionaires on one side and a bunch of millionaires on the other, uh, all going to the same schools and drinking in the same bars after shouting at each other across the parliament floor, um, they're all the same to me. But it says Labour joins a war against secret justice, as they say, system undermines the entire legal process, because Britain now has actually laws where they can try you in secret, uh, no jury. And they want to do away, actually, altogether with juries for most cases of anything. So you're back to the old uh, Francis Bacon days where you, you, you sit in front of a magistrate and, and that's it's hammered out right there. But this is warned yesterday that government plans for secret courts undermine the entire legal system as coalition wrangling force ministers to delay their publication. And, and who's the head of the Labour government for the Sadiq Khan, it says... Labour's justice spokesman said the proposals weakened the principle of open justice on which the credibility of an entire legal system depends and would shroud our justice system in secrecy. Well, Britain's awfully familiar with this system of secrecy because the whole damn system is all rigged anyway, always was rigged. In fact, you know, you find that the, the, the lawyers and the judge fix every, every case that's coming up they, they fix the, the sentence and the, the whole thing behind closed doors before the cases start in Britain they've always done that the old boys club so they go through the show trial uh, and, uh, and the faster they get them through and fix it all you see the, the more cash they get for each person that goes through there into their prize, private prison system where they work for free for corporations 
I've mentioned so many times about the big agenda for depopulation and how uh, the male now is down 85% of sperm, and that's in 22 and 23-year-olds in the first world countries. And um, it's not enough, you see. It's not enough that they're, they're pretty well infertile. The sperm that's left are, can't even find their way to the ovum. They've got two heads, sometimes two tails, all deformed. And there's no big crisis about it, you see. It's amazing, you understand. The big system that controls everything minutely, uh, if anything was outside of their control, there would be a crisis. They'd have to find out what's causing something which they didn't plan, which means this was, this was obviously planned. And that's why there's no big crisis. Or, you know, we don't have to do anything about it. But it's not enough, you see. They still want to bring in a male pill, and it says a gene discovery may lead to contraception for males. Now, the stuff they print, too, is always old, old stuff. Believe you me, at this level, when they're just going in and working with mice, that's old stuff. This is lower level. Everything in the system has three levels, and each level has no idea there's another one above them. The first one is for the industrial military complex at the very top. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix, just touching on, on basically male contraception and how it's a big, big thing to, to get everybody utterly, utterly sterile. And, and they really mean that too, they really want zero population growth. What do you think zero means, folks, you know? And it said here that, um, they found a particular gene in mice, uh, catnal one, it says, was vital for the final stages of making sperm. And uh, now they're going to go into the actual protein that makes it, that activates it, etc. And if they can deactivate it in the final stages, then they've got a, a good contraceptive here, which won't make you sterile, they say. But of course, they always do lie when it comes to drugs and pharma and all the rest of it. But uh, it's just amazing how so many people are, are employed across the planet with your tax money uh, into the multi-billions of dollars every year across the world to, to sterilize everybody. It's just amazing, isn't it? When they can tell you at the United Nations, even though they're, they're hyping up, oh, oh, there's too many people, they're telling you that some countries are falling below uh, replenishment levels like Russia and so on. First world countries have to import, they say, people from outside by the millions because the, the, the generations are dying off with no children. So, and, and it, so, so basically, uh, what's right, what's true here? I mean, is it we're not dying fast enough? What's the problem? Because according to, to, there is no problem if we're all dying off without children, or you're only having one child per, per couple. One child per couple means you'd half the population if you all went that way. So, so no, this is a bigger, bigger agenda, because they want all the useless eaters killed off. And everyone in a post-industrial society is technically a useless eater as far as they're concerned. So that's why they're using your money to investigate new ways of sterilizing you. Like they don't know how, like they don't know why you're already, most guys are already sterile. They know, of course they know. They made sure that all these particular xenoestrogens, estrogen mimickers would be in the food supply, also with inoculations, I'm sure. It means they're bio-warfare things. They can put a, a virus in there that can target specific part, any part of the body they want. Believe you me. Old stuff. Now, 
uh, I did, it was quite interesting. Netanyahu says Israel will resolve African illegal alien situation. Did you know there was a problem in Israel? It says, um, so on Thursday, he denied or decried violence against African migrants following a night of violent protests. The Israelis are, are attacking these people who are trying to get out of Egypt and elsewhere. It says, and promised the problem of African infiltrators. I said that would be solved. There's no place for either expressions or the actions that we witnessed last night. Massive, you know, attack. Said Netanyahu one day after a demonstration in South Tel Aviv against illegal African migrants turned violent. I say this to, to the public at large, as well as to the residents of South Tel Aviv, whose pain I understand. Uh, we will complete a, a construction of the fence, so they're going to fence them off another wall within a few months, and we will soon begin repatriating infiltrators back to their countries of origin, he says, referring to the fence, which is two-thirds complete along the border between Israel and Egypt. So, it says Wednesday night, uh, the, violent, the violent rally in South Tel Aviv's Hatikva neighborhood involving about 1,000 protesters ended with 17 arrests. They attacked African migrants who happened in their path. They just beat them all up and smashed the windshields of a, of a car, uh, cars carrying three migrants as well as other car windows. They also set uh, trash bins on fire and threw firecrackers at police. The rioters also broke into and looted shops and purported to be owned, which were open owned by Africans. So, I mean, this is quite something, isn't it? Strange that. I've always thought that these people tend to be so uh, all accepting of all peoples as they are in America. Anyway, it says Yediot uh, Akronot uh, reported Thursday that the public security ministry is considering deploying border guard troops in South Tel Aviv to prevent problems between the residents and African migrants and they fight crime associated with the migrants. So that's how they deal with it in Israel, uh, and Netanyahu can sympathize with the people who riot and live there. And also, uh, this is crazy, it's getting crazy, the world in, in this, this system that you live in with political correctness, which must go into a state of paranoia, even for the ones who are pushing it. So as ministers have criticized an extra board this is a school board system exam in Britain. After one of his GCSE religious studies papers, this is a school, asked candidates to explain why some people are prejudiced against Jews. It was a question. It was a question. They had the same thing about homosexuals and, and, and LGBT and all, all the other things. This is Education Secretary Michael Grove said, uh, to suggest anti-Semitism could ever be explained was insensitive and frankly bizarre. Exam board AQA said the question did not attempt to justify prejudice. It stressed that it was not intended to cause offence. But Mr. Grove said AQA needs to explain how and why this question was included in an exam paper. So I guess you can't ask anything about anything anymore. Eh? Even, even for that. And it says too that all the children responded in the proper, the proper way. They were supposed to, because people just don't like strangers or think anything that's different. In other words, the conditioning worked, so there's no problem with it. So what's the problem with the question? It just shows you that everything gets, the ones who are pushing it at the top themselves get into ultra paranoia themselves. It's just madness. There's madness. This is like the Soviet Union type madness or, or, or China where you say anything at all about the state, even just a comment or a question. A question can be illegal, and, and that's what you, you, you've got now. You've got illegal questions. Don't say that. Don't say that. And to finish up with this one, HR 4133, 
United States-Israel Enhanced Security Cooperation Act of 2012. It just got passed, and I'll put that up tonight too. So the U.S. is a special relationship with Israel, very special, going back to 40, etc. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about the, the cash that we all spend across the world. The U.S. is throwing across oh, so many countries, all the Latin American, after the Congress of America, just uh, the Council of America, they call it now. And uh, they all sat, and, and I'll put more of that out tonight, too, to show you all the billions that Canada, the States, is throwing into all the Latin American countries. Everybody was, was there, all the big top guys were there, Greenspan, etc., dealing with all your cash to, and putting into places that you didn't know existed. And that's really how you work, you work in this, you live in this world where it, it's a surf, really. Your surf's not supposed to know uh, where his produce goes to. This one here is in the Senate of the United States, May 10, 2012, and it says here um, it's been referred to the Committee on Foreign Relations and it's about a special relationship between the U.S. and Israel. And it says, since 1948, United States presidents of both houses of Congress on a bipartisan basis and, and supported by the American people, American people haven't got a clue what's going on, have repeatedly reaffirmed the special bond between the United States and Israel. What is a special bond? What is it? Based on shared values and shared interests, is that corporate interests or what? I mean, what is it? It says the Middle East is undergoing rapid change <laughs> because they're making it change, bringing with it hope for an expansion of democracies. That's what's all bringing democracy, just like the wonderful stuff we've got here. And also great challenges to the national security of the United States and our allies in the region particularly our most important ally in the region, Israel. Over the past year, the Middle East has witnessed the fall of some regimes, long considered to be stabilizing forces, and a rise in the influence of radical Islamists, which the U.S. trained (laughs) when they were fighting the Soviets. (laughs) I won't read the rest of it. I'll leave it up to you, but uh, you can have a chuckle as you read through uh, the doublespeak and so on. But money is getting thrown across the planet, just like you would not believe right now. And even the, uh, the Pacific um, uh, Partnership that they've got two that I mentioned yesterday, millions, we're throwing millions of all these partnerships, and the public aren't even notified what's going on. They don't even know what these things are. Never even heard of them before. Now, I mentioned before, too, there are certain things you can't talk about now, and there's more and more getting added to the list all the time in this wonderful Sovietized world. Great, a great combination, left wing and right wing, because the left wing brings on all these crazy laws, you see, because uh, they're all uptight, they're control freaks. It's exactly what the, the big um, corporate leaders uh, want, the control freak type that will run us in a socialist form at the bottom while they have their fascist system above. And that's how it's been for an awful long time. It's far better using a socialist to bring all these laws in than they can breed the, the peasants for workers. And proper school to work, they'll just train you for all you need to know to be a plumber or whatever. Who needs geography and, and history and things like that? Anyway, it says, don't serve carbon lies, the ACCC warns. This is Australia, making it illegal to talk about carbon taxes. Not kidding. Not kidding, folks. It says, shops and restaurants could face fines up to $1.1 million. This is a deterrent, eh? If waiters or sales staff wrongly blame the carbon tax for price rises or exaggerate the impact. 
Now, the fact is, the prices are going up because now they've got carbon taxes on top. Well, you're telling the truth, but no, you can't say that. Can't say that. And households are being warned to watch out for telephone scammers offered offering to deposit carbon tax compensation into their bank accounts. The junk mailers are really onto it already. The prices watchdog, the ACCC, will today launch its countdown to the July 1st carbon tax with a special focus on helping small businesses understand their obligations and consumers to be vigilant for false claims. It's releasing internet videos to help businesses. Uh, a 16-page guide has been set up and a dedicated website, etc. The deputy chairman uh, of this ACCC, Dr. Michael Shaper, told that Herald Sun companies were entitled to increase their prices and did not have to justify or explain why. It's business as usual. But if you blame it on carbon taxes, they must be able to prove it. And <laughs> you are paying carbon taxes, and here's your, here's your bill for the carbon taxes. But you can't say it. You've got you to prove it in court. Well, here's your bill. Uh, so it's a, you can't use it as a cover for other price increases related to wages, rent, or stock. If a business claims that a price is linked to the carbon price, that claim must be truthful and have a reasonable basis, he said. Dr. Shaper said the warning applied to comments made by staff over the phone, on the shop floor, or in meetings. Amazing, eh? Amazing. It also covers advertising, product labels, websites, invoices, contracts, and and contract negotiations. It says the ACCC has the, the power to force a business to substantiate that a price rise has been caused by the carbon tax. The government knows they're raising their, 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 their prices because of the carbon. See, that's exactly what you get in the Soviet mindset. You, you, you're in a catch-22 situation of complete madness, you know. The guide explains what businesses can and cannot do and provides a checklist to follow. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? What happened to the guys in society at one time that used to, you know, do something about rubbish like this? Uh, Of course, they're all all going sterile now as they erupt like crazy and can't partner with anybody for any length of time because they can't find women who will partner with anybody for any length of time. Too busy having fun. Now, getting back to the, the European Union, the big Sovietized system here, Soviet Part 2, it says the EU prepares for a new stage in economic union. As I said before, they always create the crisis, and then they say, oh, the answer to the crisis is to deeper integrate the countries till there's no sovereignty left at all in any of them. And that's always been the agenda, remember. Karl Marx was the first guy to mention the trading blocks, as he called them, economic blocks. And the big banks have no problem with it because you see the big banks put central banks now, big central ones, and for, and for the, and, and, and I actually have one for the, the whole of Europe now. They have the small ones too, sub ones now, which used to be the big ones, but now they've got a big one for the whole of, whole of Europe. And their headquarters is the BIS in Switzerland. You see? So the bankers run you completely. And bankers love socialism because they're, they're very quick to draft up long-winded drafts of, of laws and things on every Every topic under the sun, and in the dark as well, things you'd never understand. European leaders will discuss plans for deeper economic integration in the Eurozone in their next meeting in June. After an inconclusive summit yesterday, uh, uh, it says um, that uh, speaking to the press after an EU summit in Brussels, which lasted until 1 o'clock in the morning, that's late for them, uh, Van Rompuy announced that we need to take economic monetary union to a new stage. It means all, com- all union, not just money, it's everything. You know, understand. 
And uh, now they've got every country that joined it in massive debt for 10 generations to come. Uh, they're going to go further and, and, and give them obligations that they must now bail each other out. They share the, the, they share the debt in common. Doesn't matter where you, what country you're in now. So I'll put this link up as well. And you can read it. It's right from the EU itself, this particular link. And, uh, you can hear the waffle that comes out of this character's mouth. This lifetime, uh, communist, socialist, uh, capitalist guy who gets awfully well paid for being a communist, as they all do, mind you. And this is quite an interesting article for those. I said this years ago that when they were doing experimental farming in Canada with GMO crops, they were secretive. The government actually came out years later and said, yes, we made a secret deal to test Monsanto and other GMO firms' crops in Canada, but also to test it on the general public of Canada. They wouldn't wouldn't know they were eating GM food. For 10 years that happened before it broke out that we were the guinea pigs. And it was it just tied in with them getting a central computer that went across the whole of Canada, got all the data coming in real time from all doctors' offices, clinics, hospitals and everything so they could measure the effects as we (laughs) croak and die off and become sick, you see. We're all expendable, you know. I hope you realize that. I hope you really realize we are all expendable. Why would you ever have faith in governments that can do this kind of thing to the public? Yeah, you've been the guinea pigs for 10 years. How do you feel? (laughs) Anyway, here's about what happens here. Now, I mentioned the bees were all dying off in in certain areas where they were getting tested. Of course, they really tried to cover that up. And I knew a lot of the beekeepers. And they always knew it was the ones that flew off in certain directions that came back all all dopey and, and they'd hang around and just die. And that was from the GM spray and everything else. Government tyranny. The Illinois Department of Agriculture secretly destroys beekeepers, bees, and 15 years of, res- of his research proving Monsanto's roundup kills bees. You see? An Illinois beekeeper with more than a decade's worth of expertise but how to successfully raise organic, chemical-free bees is the latest victim of fragrant uh, government tyranny. According to the Prairie Advocate, Terry, Terry Terry Ingram, or Terence Terry Ingram of Apple River, Illinois, owner of Apple Creek Apiaries, recently had his bees and beehives stolen from him by the Illinois Department of Agriculture, as well as more than 15 years' worth of research, proving that the roundup uh, to be the cause of colony collapse disorder. Yet yeah, this strange mystery that suddenly hits when they're all using this stuff that they would, and they were touching all the way out things, even UFOs, before they'd go into, could it be, could it be Monsanto's roundup? Began last summer where Ingram, who teaches children about natural beekeeping, gave a sample of his honeycomb to a, an ID of A, that's, that's a Ministry of Agriculture Inspector, Susan uh, Kivico, and it says, so he gave her, uh, gave her a, a, a honeycomb, right? A sample of his honeycomb. At a beekeeper's picnic, Ingram explained that his bees would not touch the comb and asked Kiviko if it could be tested for chemical contamination. See, once you're contaminated, the, the, the bees who don't die off won't go near the combs. So they know damn well that the stuff that they've made, uh, bringing back the pollen or, and the stuff from, from these particular areas and the chemicals on their own bodies gets into the, into the combs and they know it's poisonous. 
Kivico told him that the ID of A, the Ministry of Agriculture, does not test for chemicals, presumably because its policy is to actively promote them, and actively took the comb and had it tested not for what he claimed, you see, but for foul brood. In other words, they're trying to set him up and charge him, rather than, than, than investigate what was actually in this comb. And, and, and foul brood is a disease that Ingram says is greatly overblown. When the test allegedly came back positive for this foul brood, uh, Kiviko proceeded to get the ball rolling on a witch hunt that would eventually lead to the legal seizure and destruction of Ingram's personal property. So they destroyed all the evidence, ten, you know, 10 to 15 years collecting this stuff, all these notes and everything and, and samples and yada, yada, yada. Not only did Kiviko, as well as her colleagues, Eleanor Balson and supervisor or superior Stephen D. Chard, break the law by trespassing on his property on numerous occasions without a warrant, but they also committed numerous crimes by stealing his hives and equipment and destroying pertinent evidence before a hearing which Ingram believes may have ultimately been rooted in the deliberate conspiracy by the state to hide the truth about Roundup and subsequently steal his most vibrant bees. Then he goes on to, to say how the, to the Department of Agriculture appeared to have targeted him for his research linking Roundup to the CCD uh, colony collapse disorder. And you can read this article here. You understand the system is utterly sewn up and corrupt from the top to the bottom in government departments. It really is. You're living in the last days of collapsing societies. It's utterly corrupt. Truly is. You can't get honest anybody anymore in any position of so-called authority. And they get paid well to keep their mouths shut from the general public. At one time they were called servants to the public, eh? Servants. Here they are, you know. <laughs> I have one too with an ice cream guy who was selling ice cream and a Department of the Environment from, from a, a park area. Department of the Environment came up with his guns to close them down. Ice cream. That's America. Yep. Uh, Hewlett Packard, a big uh, company, said Wednesday it plans to lay off 27,000 workers or about 8% of its workforce over the next two years has passed, part of a mass cost-cutting plan. The move will generate annual savings of $3 billion. That's what it comes down to. We can save and put a bit on the, on the dolly to $3.5 billion as it exits fiscal 2014. So by 2014, it hopes to brought its debt down. The company said in a release, the world's number one personal computer maker also said most of those savings would be reinvested into the company. Well, I, I, I hear they're going off into the other fields and packing in the computer side of it too, from a different article. Well, some of these actions are difficult because they involve the loss of jobs. Uh, yeah, difficult, like a, a, a fraction, a millisecond's thought, you know. They're necessary to improve execution and to fund the long-term health of the company, etc., etc., etc. The usual stuff. Now, the TSA, the TSA, they do advertise on these fast food boxes you get from chicken and stuff. So they expect the little doughboys, you know, the guys who are, they look like little potato people, you know, or they look like a tick actually with little spindly arms and legs and fat bodies. That's where they recruit them from. And because they can't get anybody else to go in except the ones at the bottom. Who, who want a uniform, the boy, and they got all the movies, they got all the movies, you know, the, the SWAT team movies and things. And so they employ them to go in there and do all the groping and all the rest of it. 
But it says that the I team, a priest was removed from, as an ex-priest, I should say here, removed from ministry due to sex abuse allegations. Uh, and he works at the, he works now at the PHL, Philadelphia Airport for the, for this uh, TSA. And it says that the CBS 3E1 team has learned that Catholic priest, and as you say, ex-Catholic priest, he was defrocked, as you say, was removed from the ministry over sex abuse allegations, and he now holds a sense of security post at the Philadelphia International Airport. Well, he's qualified for the job, isn't he? As a security check, I mean, a lot of normal guys wouldn't want to fiddle with other guys' generals. Do you understand that? Do you, do you really understand that? The natural reaction for any guy, somebody grabbing your so-sos, you know, is to, 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 to flatten them. Very, like an instinct. It's an instinct. You flatten them. That's what you do. Do you realize you're getting trained? Trained to be humiliated. It's all part of it. So naturally they're hiring perverts. A normal guy wouldn't do that to another guy even for money. Anyway, it says, including lots of children, pass through every day, but you might not believe who the I-team observed working as a TSA supervisor, as a commander at the checkpoint this week. It was Thomas Harkins. And it says he was a, a, he was a Catholic priest working at churches across South Jersey, but the Diocese of Camden removed him from the ministry because it found he sexually abused two young girls. Now, in a new lawsuit, the third woman is claiming she's also one of the Harkins victims. The I-team asked Harkins about the suit, as he was leaving his shift at the airport. So he's got a little bit of what he said, which was nothing at all. And, um, but that's who they hire. So he's, he's well qualified for the job. Yeah. What else do you expect? Eh? Now, I'll tell you another thing too. At least, at least the Catholics are, are standing up for, against uh, the, the bills that are getting rammed down the throat by Obama's government. It wouldn't matter if it was Obama or Bush or it's all neocons and all the rest. Same boys, same teams anyway, as advisors and the guys who do the real work. And, um, uh, they're standing up the Catholics uh, and put a, a good YouTube video about uh, this law to do with the health care and the forced insurance. So that you, I mean, Catholic Catholics are not supposed, you know, supposed to pay for someone else's abortion, never mind their own. And this is what it's cause, going, to, going to make them do and pay their uh, particular employees to, to insurance and so on. They have to accept abortion and all the rest of it, and yet. What happened to the Constitution? What happened to it? Just understand you've got a lawless government if they don't throw it and see officially they've tossed it out the window. You therefore have a lawless government. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix and talking about the fact that it's so wonderful how they tap dance around the, the, the Constitution of the U.S., but until they get rid of it and officially say, yep, we tore it all up, uh, we know they've already said at the Council on Foreign Relations, they simply go around it and, and ignore it, but until they officially burn it or something and tell the public and then pass a law with a new Constitution, then it's still in existence. Otherwise, it's a lawless government that you have. And it says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. But, of course, the guys uh, behind Obama uh, are trying to demolish it. And it's quite understandable why. But um, for what they have in store and, and where they want to go. But the fact is, as I say, until they toss the old one out the window, they, they must do that. They must have a big confab and a whole bit and everybody must be involved and say that's illegal or, or nope or whatever. Then, um, uh, you know, uh, they can't toss out. It really annoys, it's really annoys them. 
that old constitution really annoys them because it's in the way of all the modern goals that they've got, you see. The big, big plans, the big empire of the planet, you know, all that kind of thing. And then like any old empire, it's as crumbling as it extends itself at home. That's why you've got all this turning upon the people back home as the empire crumbles and tosses cash across the planet. And for all the money they're raking in and, and plunder, none of it goes, you see, into the coffers of the government because they're all big corporations that get it. That, that's what's brought it down. That's what, that's what rules America, corporations and special interest groups that own the corporations. And um, so I'll put this one up from, uh, it's, a, it's called Test of Fire. And it's official HDV, HD version from the Catholic. They put it out there. It's not bad, actually. And uh, these are standing up for something. What are you doing? Eh? At home. Just chattering and complaining. What are you doing? And where's all the other uh, Christians in America who are watching, who have already accepted, well, abortion's normal now. You know. They talk about Hitler and, and the smokestacks. There's more across the whole of the U.S. than ever happened, you know, happened in Germany, believe you me. Every day, every day, common occurrence across the planet now, really. And the, and the dear call them Christians, themselves Christians. Isn't that disgusting? Isn't that disgusting? Eh? How they accept and accept that there's nothing left to hold on to. Yeah. But um, also I'm putting up tonight, too, a link to, uh, of a law in Britain to make it illegal for people not who don't vote. So you, you, you see, so many people across Europe are so sick. They've had hundreds and hundreds of years of conology, you see, that are of conology and being conned by governments that they, they just give up. What's the point? And there's no difference in, in the system between the left and the right when it comes to agendas. Even Cheney and Rumsfeld both congratulated Obama for carrying on the same agenda, the same system through his term. There's, there's no difference. And... Uh, uh, the rest of it's just chronology on the public. That's all. But uh, there you go. If you don't vote, you're going to be in trouble. Because see, legally, and they're very legalistic, this strange ancient system that really didn't start off in Britain or anywhere else. But they're very legalistic. And they want you, you see, to put yourselves under their authority legally. So they can well, you voted us in, so you better follow our laws and rules. That's why it's done. That's why it was compulsory in the Soviet Union. Politburo number one, two, or three, take your pick, just like here. Same thing. Same thing, folks. But again, maybe this, the falling sperm count has plummeted the, the neurons in the brain as well, down as well, I don't know. But something's wrong with the people. Mind you, they've been badly abused, and they're, feed, they're, feeding, or they're being fed poisonous food. Now they want to inject you with boosters every year to keep you healthy. Is the depopulate? It doesn't sound right. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>